for me, it's the shoes. Like I said, you know, I remember when I, <laughs> when I just started my business, I was at a time in my life where I would like, I would literally put back $30 t-shirts because with that, I could buy, I could buy two brand new pairs of shoes for my son. Or if I got his shoes on clearance, like that could be three, maybe even four pairs of shoes. I wasn't going to spend that on a shirt for myself to going into this designer fashion house and saying, Ooh, I like these shoes. I'm going to buy them. Yeah. Like I'm not even looking at the price tag. Yeah. Please just go ahead and ring me up. That is a very, very different experience. And the, the, what happened in between, right? What happened, what had to happen in between was that coming to awareness of, um, of my own desire, of my own want, and more importantly, my own worthiness. Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the realities of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, a tea-loving, shoe-collecting mother of three in constant search for the most poppin' pair of earrings and the perfect shade of red lipstick. I'm also a professional henna artist and business strategist who went from barely being able to piece together a fluid design to being the owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. I'm on a mission to help henna professionals to harness their skills and grow vibrant, profitable businesses that they absolutely love. If you want to make more money with your art, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, Hednapreneurs. Welcome to another episode of the Hednapreneur Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about my Cinderella story. Uh, I don't know why I'm singing. Why is that happening? I don't know, but we're gonna we're gonna just gonna rock with it, okay? So yeah, I want to talk to y'all about my shoe story because this is something that if you've been around Hennapreneur for a while, you likely have noticed that oftentimes I will um, make reference to my red bottoms, or I'll even you know sometimes I'll say, "Ooh, like this was this this status is red bottom approved," or you know this thing is red bottom approved, and this is something that um, I use in my language, um, just inside of my own, like, <laughs> like my own personal, my own business, right? Um, to the point that even when I uh, receive new bookings, I have an automated system that sends me a text message that tells me, you know, um, you've got a new booking, this was the dollar amount of that booking, and then like the signature on that text message says, you know, this, this message was red bottom approved. And so you know, the theme of these red bottoms often comes up, but I realize as the community has grown that unless you've been around me for a while, you, or unless you, <laughs> unless you've had kind of closer proximity to me, you may not be familiar with like what all that's about. And it's, um, it might almost even feel like a little bit of a disconnect. And so I wanted to, <laughs> I actually wanted to share a little bit of my personal story around that and what that all means uh, to me on a personal level and what it means in terms of um, the growth and the expansion of my business. And um, I've got a little bit of, there are some lessons that definitely kind of come alongside of this, um, but it's definitely given through the lens of my own personal journey. And uh, so this actually is the first of a two-part, uh, <laughs> a two-part series, if you will, um, are two separate episodes where I'll be kind of getting into my shoe story. So, uh, hopefully this is something that, that you enjoy and, um, yeah, so let's start from the top. So for me, this whole story, this whole shoe story, right? It actually started well before I actually even realized it. 
when <laughs> when this all started began to come together for me was actually back in 2016. So in 2016, uh, early 2016, I was working as a mobile henna artist. So at the time, I had just moved back to Baltimore from Texas. And I, at that point in time, was servicing clients out of a number of coffee shops who would host me each week. And so there were um, a couple different locations that I would kind of bounce around from, but I had one that like I spent most of my time at. Um, and I would just, you know, my clients would book, I would meet them there, I would render the services there, and, you know, I'd, I'd be there for a couple of hours every evening, and then I'd go back, you know, go back home. And this, <laughs> this shoe story happened, if you will, or kind of started in this um, space inside of my business. So I remember this time, right? If you'll get with me in, in, in my time machine, as we do, <laughs> I remember this time I'd met uh, what was for me, she was a first time client and she'd booked in for a coffee house session with me. Um, it was a $60 session. And I remember walking in and, um, when I, you know, arrived at the coffee shop, she was there early. Um, and she, I knew exactly who she was when I saw her. Like, I remember thinking to myself, this woman is absolutely fabulous, right? Like her style fabulous the confidence with which she carried herself fabulous like her hair fabulous like her energy was just so rich both in in depth and in wealth signaling and um so as we started working together and i'm you know creating these designs for her chatting with her about who she is and what she does and all these things and she shared with me that she's a boutique bridal stylist and so she worked with some of the world's top couture fashion houses. And I remember as she was telling me about her work and her travels and what she does and like her life experiences, I remember noticing how she sat, right? She sat with her, her, you know, her knees kind of leaned over to the side and her ankles were crossed down beneath the table. And um, I remember noticing the soles of her shoes at that point as her, you know, the, the bottom of her shoe was just kind of peeking out as her, her ankles were crossed. And um, <laughs> I remember when I saw her shoes, I absolutely loved them. I thought that they were the most beautiful shoes I had ever seen. And when I saw this flash of red on her shoe soles, I was like, oh, that gives me something that like I can look for. Like, I, I can search for that. I did not ask her anything about her shoes. Like that would have been uh, too much for me. Um, <laughs> Like that would have been a little much for me. Um, but I remember noticing. Um, and so she had, you know, these, they were these flats and they were pointed toe and they had these gold studs on them. And like, I just, I just love them so, so much. Um, and so I remember after finishing up her appointment, I remember going back to the car and in the car, I Googled red bottom studded flats. And I found the pair of shoes that she was wearing online. I found them on Christian Louboutin's website and they came with an $800 price tag. So I quickly made a mental note that, uh, well, first of all, the shoes on her feet <laughs> were worth more than all of the clothing I had on my body and all of the belongings that I was carrying with me at the time. And um, I immediately felt embarrassed um, for sitting with her, you know, like being with her and like serving her. And like there all of a sudden in my mind, all of these things started to come up about like the differences between she and I. 
And then also I felt embarrassed by my desire to own a pair of those shoes too, right? And there's a little bit of even deeper story behind that story. And that's that shoes specifically have actually always been a unit of measure for me. So early on in my career, and um, because I started my business, I started my business in 2011. Um, at the time, my son was a, just about two, right? Um, and so that would have been early in my parenting journey as well, which, uh, you know, if you're not familiar with, like I started when I was a single parent, so it was just myself and my son. Um, but I would, I was of the habit of qualifying purchases by how many pairs of shoes for my son that item would equate to. So whenever I would make a purchase, whether that was a household purchase or, you know, a car repair, a new piece of clothing, whatever, I would always ask myself, how many pairs of shoes could I buy Alex with this money? And then depending on the answer, I'd either make the purchase or put the item back. And more often than not, <laughs> I was returning things to the shelf and looking for cheaper alternatives. Like, especially when the item was for me, yeah, I, I would say eight times out of 10, I was returning the item and trying to find something cheaper instead. Um, and so that was the thing, right? Like here I am, I'm sitting in my car, looking at this pair of $800 shoes as if someone like me could own them. And there was this very real, um, visceral, physical reaction that I had in that moment. I felt very out of place, very uncomfortable in my body. There was this disconnect between, I want this and this is not possible for me. People like me don't do this. People like me don't buy these things. And I mean, for context, my family of four at that point in time, it was myself, my husband, um, my son, and then also our daughter who was very young. This would have been, she would have been around two herself at this point in time. We just moved across country. So all of my belongings were in storage. Uh, we were living in a bedroom, the four of us in a bedroom in my in-laws home, meaning that I wasn't even like eating off of my own dishes at night. Like who was I <laughs> to want these shoes? I didn't even have like my own, my own anything at that point in time. My life that was mine was in like a 10 by 10 box, you know? And so it seemed absolutely ludicrous for me to be even looking at these shoes online. And yet there, there had been this person, right? There had been this person who was someone like me. Um, and she did have the shoes. Like what, what was it about her that made her different from me? Like I, she was like me, you know, there was this, this black woman who was, you know, brilliant and ambitious and, and stylish. And she's wearing these fabulous flats. And why was I so different from her? Right. And so I decided that I would one day own a pair of my own too. And so, um, it wasn't actually until last year, it was in July of 2020 that I brought that, that want and that vision to fruition. So after nearly six months of COVID closure, I had quietly reopened my henna boutique and I was absolutely inundated with new bookings. Um, I leaned in, I really pushed myself. And after reaching a particular big uh, revenue goal for myself, um, I'd cleared my first five figure month. 
um, I decided that I was going to buy my first pair of lubes, right? And so <laughs> the experience, first of all, the experience was way more involved than I anticipated. So like, even to start, I remember just, and this is just so you can have like some, some, some context, some idea, because this was so unfamiliar to me, right? I didn't know what size to buy. Like I went to the website, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go see if I can find some of these shoes. And I go on the website and I, I have no idea what size to buy because the shoes are all like Italian sizes, like European sized. And so, and, and Christian Louboutin's uh, um, shoe sizing actually is specific to the cut of each shoe also. So it's like, there's this general sizing that you can follow with the European sizing. And then also depending on the cut of the shoe, um, they give a suggestion or a recommendation, like you may want to size up a half size, or you may want to size down a size or like whatever, depending on how the cut of that particular shoe is. And so while I ordered my first pair online, I actually ended up having to make the drive to Philadelphia, which is my closest, um, uh, like the location of the closest uh, Christian Louboutin boutique to me in order to exchange them because I'd gotten the sizing wrong, right? And even there, like that was, that was that much more of an interesting experience. Like shopping in one of their boutiques was very, very different from any other shopping that I had done. Um, when you arrive, there's, uh, first of all, is like limited capacity. How many people can, uh, can be inside of the store at one point in time? There's a sales person, an attendant who, who tends to you throughout your shopping session. And when you purchase your items, it's documented like on a client account. Um, if you have, and if like, if you're someone like me who has a less frequently carried size, then your shoes are delivered to you at your home directly by courier. Like you don't. <laughs> this is not the same type of shopping experience that I'd ever had, right? Also, by the way, you can't just buy Louboutins. Like, that's not a thing. There's a contract that you sign prior to purchase acknowledging the terms of that purchase and everything else. Like, it is a whole different experience. And especially if you're like me and your happy place has historically been, you know, shopping the clearance rack at Target. Like, this was a lot. And so when I made my first purchase, um, which was the equivalent of my mortgage on a pair of shoes, I nearly threw up in my mouth. <laughs> like as I was giving my bank information uh, to the attendant over the phone, I, I was like, yeah, a ball of nerves, stomach flipped, ready to throw up. It was a lot. Um, and it was more than the money more than the money, it was a matter of like this, there was this very deep feeling of who do you think you are, right? Like people like me don't buy things like this. People like me can't afford this. Um, and then when the shoes arrived, I loved them. I was so excited about them. I remember going live on Facebook, doing the unboxing and like telling the story about how I'd gotten these shoes and what this meant. And uh, you know, I shared this with my, with my friends, with my, with my close community. And, and even still, I actually waited three months before I ever put them on to wear them. Um, there was a lot that, there was a lot of, of, of inner work that had to happen there because there was this, this, this stark, uh, vast disconnect between having them and thinking that I was worthy of having them. You understand? And so um, fast forward a little bit. Last weekend, last weekend, I was in Boston um, 
if you, you may know, you may not know. So um, there was an offer that I had made um, for, you know, for a entrepreneur or business owner to come in and spend two days with me in Boston where we would deep dive their business, right? Um, and so I was in Boston last weekend to deliver on this VIP business strategy and consulting experience. And I did that in collaboration with one of my own business besties. Um, and in the airport on the way to Boston, I was like, huh, I wonder if there is a Christian Louboutin boutique in that, in the city. And so I did a quick Google and I found that, oh my gosh, like there's one there. And so she and I decided to make a trip to check it out. Now, once again, like, I am right now, I'm in a season of celebration, just like, you know, last year when I bought my first pair, uh, this year is a little bit different. This time I was celebrating some, some new things. So like, uh, earlier this year, I celebrated having cleared my first six figures at the Hedna Boutique. Um, more recently, actually just this week, I accepted an offer, um, to serve as a guest expert and as a business strategist in a high-end program that just kicked off. Um, and while I was on that trip, I also received a notification that I'd been accepted as a participant to a program, a business program that's for my own growth. Um, and so I really, really wanted to celebrate making that investment as well. So when we visited the uh, Christian Louboutin Boutique, I found a couple of pairs that I absolutely loved. And this time, the feeling, you know, that experience didn't feel so out of reach for me. Like this time, my stomach didn't do the same flips, like my inner critic, which normally just absolutely loses it in situations like these. Um, you know, instead, my inner critic didn't scream retorts about how I didn't deserve it. Um, I picked the pair that I liked. I tried it on. And without looking at the price tag, I told the attendant helping me that like, yeah, I'll take them. And that's because people like us, right? People who show up every day, people who do the work, people who are dedicated to securing the bag and who believe, people who believe in our abilities, we are deserving of all the fruits of our labor. And for me, that includes indulging in a fresh pair of red bottoms when I desire to do so, right? And so I recognize that this indulgent not only serves as a treat, um, but also as an investment in me, right? It inspires me, it excites me, and it really, it feels good, you know, it feels good. The ROI on it, the return on this investment is the tangible reminder of my own capacity and my worthiness. But actually, we'll talk a little bit about that more in next week's episode, okay? But for now, I want to know something from you, okay? And then we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up next week. I'd love to know what your shoe story is. Like what's something that shows up in your life that might seem frivolous, or maybe it just seems ordinary to others, but holds deep significance for you. For me, it's the shoes. Like I said, you know, I remember when I, <laughs> when I just started my business, I was at a time in my life where I would, like I would literally put back $30 t-shirts because with that, I could buy I could buy two brand new pairs of shoes for my son. Or if I got his shoes on clearance, like that could be three, maybe even four pairs of shoes. I wasn't gonna spend that on a shirt for myself. To going into this designer fashion house and saying, "Ooh, I like these shoes. I'm gonna buy them." Yeah, like I'm not even looking at the price tag. Yeah, please just go ahead and ring me up. That is a very very different experience, and. The, the, what happened in between, right? What happened, what had to happen in between was that awareness, that coming to awareness of, um, 
of my own desire, of my own want, and more importantly, my own worthiness, my own worthiness. I, <laughs> I look at the, I look at putting those, those shirts back, the $30 t-shirt, you know, the $30 blouse, putting it back because I wasn't, I didn't feel worthy of that sort of thing to, you know, to the experiences that I'm having now. And it is very, very different, but there were there were things that had to shift. There were pieces of my identity that had to to change. Um, or I shouldn't even say change. There was recognition that had to happen um, in order for, for me to go from that first place into the second. And so I'm interested to know for you what that thing is. What's that, what's that shoe story? Where's your come up story, right? What's that one thing, right? Where's that, what's that one thing that shows up for you that may seem like, hmm, there's some, there's some history there. <laughs> there's some meaning there. There's some significance there. Um, and perhaps you've pulled the trigger on it already, or perhaps you haven't. And whether that's the case or not, it doesn't matter. I'm just interested to know what that is for you. So I want to invite you to come and talk to me about that over in the Hennepreneur community this week. And then next week, I will give you the rest of the tea on the shoe story. And I want to spend a little bit of time kind of digging into what this all means and 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 what this, what this meant for me, but also what this could mean for you um, as you are looking to kind of grow and expand in your own lived experiences as well. So I will wrap up here and I want to invite you over to the Hennepreneur community where we'll be having this conversation. And um, yeah, I'll talk to y'all next time. All right, bye for now. Hey friend, I just want to give you a quick thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hennepreneur podcast. And I hope that you're really enjoying connecting with me in this way. You can find links to all of the content shared today in the show notes located at hennapreneur.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed the show and would like to stay in the loop with Hennapreneur, be sure to subscribe to the podcast too. You'll get access to all of the new episodes and to surprise bonus episodes as soon as they're released. I'd be so grateful to you if you'd take a moment to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. This helps me to reach more artists like you who would love and benefit from the show. For more ways to connect and work with me or to join me inside of the Hennapreneur community, pop over to hennapreneur.com. I can't wait to support you as you chase your big audacious goals, one henna design at a time.